This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Football Scoreboard, brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Another strange Friday night in that the weather has impacted the high school football schedule in South Carolina. We had games played on Wednesday. We had games played on Thursday. We've had games played tonight. We're going to have games played on Saturday. In fact, a lot of games played on Saturday because of the 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 what the rain. I, I don't want to call it a hurricane. I don't think it was a hurricane by the time it got to South Carolina. It was just a a downgraded um, uh, tropical storm, torrential rain, whatever the case may be, it was too much, too too wet, too windy to take a chance on in a lot of parts, uh, a lot of areas of the state. So they decided to put off a lot of the games until uh, tomorrow night. But we'll give you what we have. We'll look at those games uh, coming up tomorrow night. We'll talk about the brackets. Uh, David Shelton will be here in just a second to start to analyze everything. We're going to work tonight. David earns his pay. We've been pretty easy on him throughout the season, you know. He joins us here. He joins us there. We don't ask him a whole lot. Tonight will be a different story. He will earn his, he will earn his meal from us tonight here on the high school football scoreboard. Plus, we also know that we had the convergence of a big college basketball tonight with the South Carolina men beating Clemson a shot in the last second, 60 to 58. Uh, Chico Carter Jr. with that jumper to uh, win it for the Gamecocks over the Tigers, 60-58. Also, the USC women, big over Maryland, 81-56. to And we should be hearing, all goes well, we should be hearing some from some folks who were at those games to give us uh, recaps. In fact, uh, Pat Bradley was at the – Pat Bradley. Uh, Pat Daniel was at the South Carolina and, and Clemson game, got there after sports talk. So he'll, he'll join us, uh, and, and we'll hear uh, from um, – uh, Lamont Paris, I would imagine, we'll hear from him uh, here in the program tonight as we'll have ample time to be able to do that. Uh, we also had the College of Charleston playing at North Carolina tonight. Last I checked, it's been a little while, they were giving them quite a good game. Coastal Carolina beat Methodist 110-47. to I was trying to find that final on the College of Charleston and uh, North Carolina. We'll get that to you here momentarily once I put my eyes on it. But our primary focus is on the high school football scene around South Carolina here in the second round of the playoffs tonight. We take one more step towards the championship weekend here in South Carolina. (coughs) I'm sorry, what was that, uh, JP? All right, North Carolina pulled away 102-86. to Uh, Charleston led that ball game at one point. But uh, couldn't hang on there at the end. Let's welcome in David Shelton from the Post and Courier, the high school uh, sports report, the best in the business. Good evening, David. How are you? Good, because every five seconds you can't you cut out, and I don't hear anything for about ten seconds. Oh, but you hear me now. Well, maybe he doesn't hear me now. Let's see if we can reconnect with David so he's, uh, he's on board with us, JP. While you're doing that, I'll uh, start going over some of the final scores that we have in from games. Now, some of these games played tonight. Some of these games were um, 
were played earlier in the week. We're just going to pass along the scores uh, as if they were all played tonight, just to keep it simple. Not going to get into what day of the week it was. So in the upper state of the 5A playoffs, right now, uh, Gaffney has beaten J.O. Mann, and that final score is 42-7. to In the lower state, Fort Dorchester shut out Berkeley, and that final score was 46 to nothing. So big, uh, big showing there by uh, Fort Dorchester as they advance 46 to nothing. Uh, Burns and Blythewood in the 5A upper state, they're going to play tomorrow at 2 o'clock. In fact, we'll give you the entire schedule uh, for tomorrow. I won't piecemeal it. We'll give it to you here in just a moment. In the, um, in the 4A, Lower State, uh, West Florence beat Myrtle Beach 42-21, and South Florence beat Bluffton 50 to nothing. In the 3A, Upper State, Powdersville over Chester 42-12, and Clinton defeated Belton Honeypath 28-13. In the 2A playoffs, Upper State, it was Abbeville 49, Newberry 7. And in Skiza action, in the 4A playoffs, Lawrence Manning 28, Trinity Collegiate 27, and PD Academy 42, Pinewood Prep 27, eight-man playoffs, Holly Hill Academy 72, Richard Wynn 14. Now, as far as the schedule for Saturday, here is what it looks like. You've got in 5A, as I mentioned, Burns at Blythewood. That'll be a 2 o'clock game. In the lower state, Cane Bay at Sumter at 5, Lexington at Somerville at 6, and Carolina Forest at Goose Creek at 6. In the 4A upper state, Greenwood at Northwestern be a 2 o'clock game in the afternoon. In the lower state, Irmo at James Island at 6, and Hartsville at AC Flora at 6.30. 3A lower state, Lower Richland at Camden at 3, Brooklyn Casey at Dillon at 5, and Manning at Gilbert at 6. 2A. Upper State, Saturday, Keenan at Strom Thurman at 6, Fairfield Central at Silver Bluff at 6, Lower State, Andrews at Barnwell at 1, Timberland at Andrew Jackson at 4, Sherraw at Woodland at 6, and Wade Hampton of Hampton at Oceanside Collegiate at 8. So that entire two-way Lower State bracket is being played on Saturday. In 1A, Upper State, Calhoun County at Christ Church at 1, Denmark Oler at Louisville at 2, C.A. Johnson at Wagner Sally at 6. Lower State, Bamberg Earhart at Johnsonville at 3. Baptist Hill at Lamar at 6. Carver's Bay at Estill at 6.30. And Lakeview at Cross at 6.30. Again, the entire 1A lower state bracket to be played tomorrow. Skiza in 1A, St. John's at Lee Academy at 6. And Calhoun Academy at Thomas Hayward at 7 o'clock. So that's the schedule. And that's what we've got in uh, two the moment, and uh, we'll be updating some other scores. In fact, I can give you, I can give you some partial scores here, or some in progress scores in the fourth quarter. Williamsburg Academy thirty nine to nothing over Bethesda in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is a shocker. This is a shocker. Spartanburg leading T.L. Hanna thirty two to fourteen. It's in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, woo! What a ball game here, West Side. Just scored, must have just scored a little while ago. They were down 35-32, and the Rams have knocked in a touchdown to lead Indian Land 39-35. That's in the fourth quarter. Saluda and Gray Collegiate tied at 16 in the fourth quarter. 
Dutch Fork is leading Dorman 28-18. I believe that's now in the fourth quarter. Chapman has beaten Seneca 57-29. Told you Gaffney over Mann 42-7. And now we have a final. The Spartanburg game has gone final. Spartanburg has gone to T.L. Hanna and upset the Yellow Jackets. Final score there, 39-14. Catawba Ridge beat North Augusta, 37-14. Dutch Fork is now up 35-18 with 7.40 to go in the fourth quarter. Thank you, Bob Corlew. All right, so Chapman over Seneca. Uh, Gaffney over Mann, Spartanburg beat T.L. Hanna, and now it's final. Westside has beaten Indian Land 39-35. Wow, what an upset. Uh, how about this one? Greenville has beaten South Point 24-20. Buford over Crestwood 45-42. Some great ball games tonight. It's uh, Daniel over Woodruff 55-17. Hammond beat Porter Goud 45 to nothing. Florence Christian defeats Wilson Hall 19-17. Colleton Prep over Buford Academy 23-20. Uh, W.W. King downs Faith Christian 22-18. Let's see if I've got anything else for you here before we hit the break and then get David back on with us on the, uh, on the other side. Boy, that was a good uh, good run of scores right there that have come in here in the last uh, few minutes. Um, let's see. I think we might have I think we might have gotten everything done. So JP, I tell you what, let's hit our break. Give you a chance to get David back on the line. Make sure he's good to go and can hear us clearly, and then we'll be able to go over these games with him and continue to update more scores as they come in. So. You are with us here on the High School Football Scoreboard. It's a Friday night in South Carolina. It's the second round of the High School Football Playoffs, and we will continue with more after this break. Don't go away. Score a touchdown with Founders Federal Credit Union. With services like Founders Online and the Founders app, you'll enjoy all the perks of a big bank with local personalized service. Not a member? Joining Founders Federal Credit Union is easy. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Relax with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's, where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. 
You were always more than my mom. You were my role model, my best friend, and biggest supporter. You filled my days with unconditional love. And you also prepared for the day when you couldn't be here. Because of the woman you were back then, I'm able to be the woman I am now. Your planning made this moment possible. Set your family up for life. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance. Your friends for life. Life insurance isn't for you. It's for those you love the most. For a complete insurance review, call Buddy Bridges in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. Serving Lawrence, Clinton, and the shores of Lake Greenwood. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Not licensed to do business in all 50 states. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union here on this Friday night down here in Jacksonville, heading to Gainesville for South Carolina and Florida uh, tomorrow afternoon. J.P. Barry is back in our Dave and Buster's studios in Columbia, handling everything there, getting the calls lined up, getting the reports on uh, the fee- on the phone here for us. And um, do we have David? On the line, I don't want to hear about these really weird things. Do we have him on the line or not? So somebody give me an answer. JP, answer me. I mean, don't don't hide from me. Do we have David on the line or not? Tell me something. Okay. We'll figure it out and get him on the line. In the meantime, let's go to uh, Monty Dutton, who was on the, uh, on the scene tonight for Belton Honeypath and Clinton. Uh, Clinton and BHP, big showdown, 3A Upper State. And, uh, Monty, great to have you with us. Give us a story on um, the Clinton victory tonight, 28-13, to 13, please. Well, I think that this is exactly what Clinton needed. They needed to be tested. I think that the wet conditions benefited BHP's power game a little bit. Clinton survives on speed, and they still have a lot of it, and they want it, but I think, I'm not positive, but I think this may be the first time that Clinton has been behind this year. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but they, Belton Honeypath took a 7 nothing lead on a 73-yard pass, uh, uh, A.J. Pendleton to Eli Strickland. But Clinton then scored uh, three touchdowns, and I really think that, that, um, that Belton Honeypath, by keying so much on Bryson James, they opened up a lot of plays. Also, Clinton scored their first touchdown right after the BHP touchdown. 
BHP wisely kicked it away from Bryson James, but Justin Copeland returned at 95-yard kickoff. And then Jaden Robinson had a 47-yard run, and then Copeland caught a 70, Justin Copeland again, a 75-yard pass from Bryce Young. I know that you want to know there's always dazzling Clinton passing stats. Young was 2 of 5 for 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the rushing, Jaden Robinson 6 for 99, 15 for 79. Justin Copeland 1 for 55. And Josh Young Copeland uh, was just 9 for 23. So Belton held him down, and they, and they, they uh, you know, they, BHP was stopped four times in the game on fourth down. But uh, hmm. I think Clinton needed to do some things like, for instance, they did cut down their penalties. They still had some. But uh, it was a, it, it was the type of game Clinton needed to be tested, and, and they were. So uh, a 15-point margin is, is, uh, the second, is the second lowest margin. The only time Clinton gave up 34-20 to Newberry early in the season. But since then, it's been 50-19 every week. So it was a nice win for Clinton. They advanced to the next round. Keep going, Monty. Have I been on? Yes, sir. You've been on. Keep going. Okay. I'm sorry. I, there was so much That's... people talking that I didn't understand. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was just what Clinton needed. They reduced their mistakes. They, they stopped BHP on fourth down. And they faced a powerful opposition. And it's very unusual for an 11-0 team to play a 10-1 in the second round of the playoffs. Did we lose money? Okay. You still with us? Okay. Yeah, we got you. Keep going. You're going okay, you're doing I, fine. I just, I just keep hearing other people talking. I, I apologize. I should be more yeah, professional than that. We've all, we've all got voices in our heads, so don't let it bother you. Yeah. Sometimes – Sometimes I do when I'm not even on the radio. Right. But uh, BHP we kept the ball away from Clinton and made Clinton work, and that was what the Red Devils needed in my estimation. And so, I mean, they found a way to win on a night that they just didn't chew up somebody, right? You mentioned the regular season game against Newberry, but I'm sure their coaching staff must feel really good about the fact that they won a game in which they were kind of pressed a little bit. The Newberry game, they won 34 to 20, but they were ahead 27 to 6 at halftime. So this was a close game until the fourth quarter. And I, and I think that it was, uh, as I said, they've got, I, I believe, isn't it Chapman next? Didn't Chapman win their game? Yeah, Chapman won 57 29. So Chapman will be at Clinton next week while Daniel, uh, Daniel takes on Powdersville, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, Daniel beat and Woodruff 55 17 in Powdersville. Beat Chester forty-two to twelve. Well, the Red Devils are right there, and there's uh, one more week at Wilder Stadium, which has been packed like the old days this year. And there was a big crowd. Belton Healthy Craft brought a lot of people, and uh, they'll, it, it also nearly it sort of proved my point. A couple weeks ago, I wrote that Wilder Stadium was the only field in the state where the sidelines down the sidelines were worn out more than the middle of the field. Because Clinton had so many breakaway runs down the sideline. And with the mud tonight, that was just about the case. <laughs> they te- tearing up the side down the sideline, huh? Yeah, yeah. This is a very fast Clinton team. And the, the, the wetness took away some of that speed. And 
and Belton Honeyfast, uh, Marquise Henderson had 105 yards. He was the game's leading rusher for Belton Honeyfast. And their quarterback is a multi-purpose player. Clinton got them for – he had 102 yards rushing, but only 59 net because he got sacked a, a, a few times. But uh, Belton Honeypath was just the team that 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 could give Clinton a really good game when the conditions were not perfect, and Clinton had not played in anything but perfect conditions this year. Monty, we thank you as always. Look forward to hearing you next week um, at that, uh, that, that showdown, be the uh, Upper State Semifinals, uh, Clinton and Chapman. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much, sir. Well, you know, Chapman, Clinton beat Chapman 49-19 early in the year. I think that was the score. But, but, but I mean, Chapman is undoubtedly much improved and has a lot of incentive. Thank you, my man. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you. All right. Monty Dutton, story on the Clinton and uh, Belton Honeypath game. Billy Baker, back from illness with us somewhere out on a field somewhere. Billy, take it away. What you got, my man? Hey, Phil, we're at Weisberg Academy tonight in the skis, a double-A semifinals game. The Stallions win 38-8. The storyline, Teague Ward, outstanding junior prospect in South Carolina. Russia six times for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Camden Moore, speedy uh, tailback, 10 carries, 50 yards, one touchdown. Conrad Balder, the outstanding junior quarterback, of 11 for 150 yards passing. On defense, Marsh leads the way with five, Ardwood five. Don Shelley has won nine state championships. He'll be playing for his 10th state title on Saturday the 19th at Charleston Southern University against Colleton uh, Prep, a 23 to 20 winner tonight over uh, Buford Academy. I give you Don Shelley. He has uh, over 300 wins. He'll be going for his 10th state title in skis of Double A, winning tonight 38 to eight over Bethesda. I give you Don Shelley live from the coach's office here in King Street. Thank you very much, Billy. On the scene. How you doing? Coach, congratulations. We've talked to you many, many times about this. Here you go again. Congrats on the win and uh, moving on to a chance for another state championship. How's it feel? Oh, it's great. It's great. The boys have worked hard all year, and they deserve the opportunity. You know, you must have played some really good defense tonight, allowing just the one touchdown. Yes, we did. Um, you know, we kind of bent a little bit, but never broke. And, um you know, the kids made the plays when, when when they needed to. And offensively, uh, Billy touched on a few guys. Recap for us your view on uh, how your offense played tonight and some of the guys that stood out to you. Well, uh, you know, it was kind of overall performance. and Nobody had any great stats. Um, our quarterback threw the ball well. He was 9, nine for 11, um, you know, finishing the um, – even though you know it was raining most of the first half, not raining hard, but it, the balls are wet. But he did a good job. How about this matchup with uh, Colton Prep next week? How do you see it? Well, we have we haven't played them this year, um, but they um, I've seen them on film a lot. You know, playing other teams, I haven't watched them that carefully closely because I was watching other teams. But um, Mm-hmm. They're a quality team, got some real good athletes, and it's going to be a test, you know, quite a test for us next week. 
Well, congratulations once again. Thank you for joining us here on the high school scoreboard. Thanks to uh, Billy Baker, and uh, good luck. We may talk to you again next Friday with another trophy in your hands. Well, I hope so. Thank, Thank you, you, Coach. Thank you very much, Coach Don yep. Shelley, who has been through this a lot, a lot of state championships, as you heard Billy Baker say. What did he say? He's won 10 state championships or something like that, or going for a 10th, going for another one next uh, next week against Colleton Prep. Okay, we're going to hit the break here at the bottom of the hour. I think we've got David now squared away, and so we will uh, reconnect with him, bring him on board in the next uh, half hour, start to really analyze a lot of this stuff and talk about some of these games coming up on Saturday as we have, of course, a number of games that were delayed because of the weather. That's coming up after the break here on the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard. Back with you, high school football scoreboard. Brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union, Phil Kornblut and David Shelton. Let's say hello again, but for real this time to David Shelton. Good evening, David. Good evening. (laughs) All right. Ready to rock and roll. Sit back, relax. Let me go over the scores again because we've updated the scoreboard here. And so we can get everybody up to date on what we've got. And then we can start breaking it down here a little bit and wait for more of our Folks to call in. So Spartanburg beat TL Hannah 39-14. Dutch Fork has beaten Dorman 35-18. It's uh, Gaffney over JL Mann 42-7. Burns and Blythewood play tomorrow. Lower State 5A, Fort Dorchester 46-0 over Berkeley. Everything else is tomorrow. Cane Bay, Sumter, Lexington, Somerville, and Carolina Forest, Goose Creek. In the foray playoffs, upper states, you've got Greenville over South Point, 24-20. Catawba Ridge beat North Augusta, 37-14. And Westside down Indian land, 39-35. Greenwood Northwestern play tomorrow. Lower state, West Florence beat Myrtle Beach, 42-21. South Florence top Bluffton, 50-0. And tomorrow, Hartsville plays AC Flora, and Irmo plays James Island. 3A playoffs, Upper State, Powdersville, 42, Chester, 12, Daniel, 55, Woodruff, 17, Clinton, 28, Belton Honeypath, 13, Chapman, 57, Seneca, 29, Lower State, Beaufort, beat Crestwood, 45-42. Tomorrow, Lower Richland, Camden, Brooklyn, Casey, Dillon, and Manning, Gilbert. In your two-way playoffs, we've got Abbeville over Newberry, 49-7. And we are waiting on other finals to come in. And I believe we've got a bunch of games in two-way set for tomorrow. In fact, I think the entire lower state bracket's playing tomorrow. And in 1A, um, we've got nothing in yet on 1A. I can tell you. We're still waiting to get in. Yeah. 
I can tell you that Saluda has beaten Gray, the defending state champions, 23 to 16 Whoa. in 2A. How about that? Saluda beats Gray. How many? 20 what? 23-16, and Chris Deering will call us in a little while. Talk about it. All right, 23-16. That's a big win for Saluda. So these are the two teams. Was it two years ago Saluda won it, then last year Gray won it, and now this year Saluda beats Gray? I think Abbeville won it two years ago. Saluda might have won it three years ago. Okay. I can't okay. remember. Well, those, yeah. those teams but they've all they, the, they've all won state championships lately. Yeah. Recently. They tossed the – trophy around among each other all right we've got all the scores in in the skis of playoffs everything played tonight and or maybe one played last night lawrence manning beat trinity collegiate 28 27 this is 4a hammond 45 portergaud nothing the lawrence manning and hammond next week for the championship 3a pd academy 42 pinewood prep 27 and florence christian 19 wilson hall 17 so it's pd academy florence christian for the championship next week. Two-way playoffs. Williamsburg Academy, 38. Bethesda, 8. And Colleton Prep, 23. Beaufort Academy, 20. So Williamsburg and Colleton next week for the championship. And in uh, eight-man. Eight-man. We've got uh, Holly Hill Academy, 72. Richard Wynn, 14. And W.W. King, 22, Faith Christian, 18. So it'll be Holly Hill and W.W. King next week for the championship in eight-man football. I don't think we have a 1A. We don't have a 1A final. Uh, They play tomorrow. Thomas Hayward plays somebody, and Lee Academy plays St. John's Christian. Yeah, let me double-check this here. I've got a list of the games on on Saturday. And um, let's see, yeah, 1A, St. John's at Lee and Calhoun at Thomas Hayward. That's what you got? That's it, yeah. Yeah. And all of the 1A in the high school league, the entire 1A lower state bracket is playing tomorrow. Bamberg, Earhart, Johnsonville, Baptist Hill, Lamar, Carver's Bay, Estill, Lakeview Cross, uh, upper State 1A, you got three of them. Calhoun County, Christchurch, Denmark, Oler, Louisville, C.A. Johnson, Wagner, Sally. And then in 2A, the entire lower state bracket plays tomorrow. Andrews Barnwell, Timberland, Andrew Jackson, Sherraw Woodland, Wade Hampton of Hampton, Oceanside Collegiate. And Upper State, Keenan, Strom, Thurman, Fairfield Central at Silver Bluff. In 3A, lower state tomorrow, Lower Richland, Camden, Brooklyn, Casey, Dillon, Manning, Gilbert, and in the 4A lower state tomorrow, Irmo, James Island, Hartsville, AC, Flora, Upper State, Greenwood, Northwestern. And then 5A upper state tomorrow, Burns, Blythewood, Lower State, Cane Bay, Sumter, Lexington, Somerville, and Carolina Forest, Goose Creek. So, David, let's begin. Back in the 5A, we got to talk about Spartanburg going to T.L. Hanna, knocking off the Yellow Jackets 39-14. to Your first reaction to that? Uh, not surprised. I, I think we saw over the course of the year that T.L. Hanna was giving up a lot of points. They were winning games, but they were having to score a lot. I just felt like Spartanburg go over there and beat them. Um, uh, probably, probably the type of game I thought. Maybe, may, maybe thought it might be a little closer, but I thought Spartanburg's playing really well right now. And T.L. Hanna was winning games 
you know, they can buy several games, and I felt like when you get to this point, the luck's going to run out. This Spartanburg team, you know, they got off to kind of a slow start. Now, I think they played some pretty good competition early in the year, but yeah. as I recall, they kind of got off to a slow start. And w- when did things seem to to start turning for them? Did it have to do with Jeter, the quarterback, maybe settling in and getting a better better grip on things? Or what What do you think made the difference and turned things for them? Well, I mean, it had to do with the schedule they played. They started playing teams they could beat. Um, they were they were played a very tough schedule, and I remember when they were like one and three. You remember they lost to Dutch Fork on the last play of the game. Uh, they lost to Grayson, Georgia. They lost to somebody else in Georgia. Uh, and everybody's wondering what's going on with Spartanburg. I said, just just wait. Uh, they're they're gonna be fine, and here they are. They're gonna be fine, and they get another shot at uh, Dutch Fork now. Uh, probably should have won that game earlier this year, so they won't go in there. Uh, intimidated. They'll go in there thinking they can win the game. So Dutch Fork's going to really have to play. That's going to be a heck of a football game. Yeah. What would you think of the way Dutch Fork handled Dorman tonight down here in Columbia, 35-18? Yeah, I thought – I thought uh, I said on the uh, on Bobby Harton's show down here, he asked me about that game, and I just felt like Dorman would have to score 30 points. Um, I, I, I felt like they could score some, but uh, Dutch Fork's really good, and – you, holding them under 30 is very difficult. And, and it, now it was under 30 until the last couple of minutes when they scored to go over 30. But I felt like Dorman – I think anybody that beats Dorman is going to have to score 28 to 30 points and then hope that's enough because I just don't see Dutch Fort. Um, you know, they did turn it over a couple times tonight, but I, I just don't see them – uh, just getting shut down offensively. Uh, not not now that they're healthy at quarterback. And Jarvis Green had a big night tonight. Uh, he's playing out of his mind. So uh, you know Spartanburg's got a shot, but again, I think they're going to have to score some points because uh, I, I don't see anybody just totally stifling Dutch Fork offensively. Now you've got Gaffney winning big over Man. First of all, tip of the cap to Man for having a good year, kind of turning things in a positive direction for that program. They just ran into a, you know, a Gaffney team this time of the year. This is Gaffney football time. They win it 42-7. to And, um, you know, another team has played a tough schedule and uh, had a couple of knocks along the way, but it seems like now they're, they're playing their best football at the right time. Yeah, I mean, it's November. Uh, Gaffney's going to be playing well in November, and – uh, you know, you, you mentioned J.L. Mann. They did have a great season, and they, they're kind of turning it around. But you're still in the 5A ranks. There's still the haves and the have-nots. Uh, I mean, you look at the teams that are left. Uh, we don't know if, you know, I think Burns is going to beat Blythewood tomorrow. But when you look at the teams in 5A that are going to be left in the upper state, you know, if it's Burns, Gaffney, Spartanburg, Dutch Fort, you know, those are the haves. Uh, these other these other teams that don't quite have the tradition or don't quite have the athletes, they're going to get to this point. But winning these games, very difficult. And uh, and kudos out to Dan Jones. He became Gaffney's winningest coach with the win wow. tonight. I think it's 100, 120 wins, which you talk about, you know, when you go back in the annals of time, you know, A.L. Curtis, uh, Phil Strickland, Joe Montgomery, I mean, they've had some pretty good coaches, and uh, and Dan 
for Dan to be the winningest coach um, is, is pretty special accomplishment. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll try and ring him up here in just a little bit. I mean, longevity at Gaffney is is the norm. I mean, their coaches, their great coaches stay there a pretty long time, but it's also hard to stay a long time at Gaffney because they expect so much of their football coaches. I mean, the the bar is set so high for that high school program. It's it's almost, I'm not going to say ridiculous because everybody wants to win state championships. But I mean that's it's like Alabama. The mindset is it's it's state championship or or bust for that program. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think Dan is. I want to say that I read on Twitter it was his seventeenth season. Um, you know, I think Al Curtis stayed about that long, or maybe longer. I, Joe Montgomery and Phil Strickland didn't didn't stay. You know, uh, seventeen years. Um, but uh, you know, in fact, if Phil Strickland had stayed there, remember he left. A lot of people yeah. were surprised when he left and went to Newberry, but he had it rolling pretty good. And, and Dan actually was on his staff and replaced him. Um, but if Phil Strickland had hung around there, uh, they'd have been very successful as well. Okay, lower state. You know, Fort Dorchester had no trouble with Berkeley. 46 nothing. What about that ball game stood out to you? I guess they played that, what, yesterday, last night? Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they it, it was it was close for a quarter. I think it was twenty eight nothing by the half, and and you know Fort didn't have to break a sweat much to beat Berkeley. Um, they had already beaten them one time this year, pretty good. Um, Fort was clear. I mean, Berkeley was a three win team playing in the second round. They the chances of them knocking off Fort Dorchester were were zero. <laughs> okay, uh, and tomorrow in the lower state, well. Let's touch on the upper state game. You you think Burns will take care of Blythewood tomorrow? I mean, I think that. I mean, I I don't know why. I just think they're better conference. Uh, Blythewood's region was not real strong. Now, they've won nine games, and they deserve to be there. But, you know, like I said tonight on Sports Talk, you get to this round, there's going to be some good teams knocked out of the playoffs. Um, I, I just think Burns will win the game. But, I mean, I wouldn't be stunned if Blythewood won. Yeah, the old uh, region two four a region two four a right. That was the the one that had Spartanburg, yeah. Dorman, Gaffney, Burns all together. Region two four a kind of yeah. like a little reunion. They had north. They uh, had northwestern and Rock Hill too. Yeah, that's right. What a region that was. And so in the yeah. lower states, you got your Cane, Cane Bay, Sumter, Lexington, Somerville, Carolina Forest, Goose Creek. Uh, what should we be looking for in those three games? I think all three will be pretty competitive. I'll be at the Somerville-Lexington game. Looking forward to that. I, I think both teams have a great shot to win. And, uh, you know, Sumter's probably got an edge on Cane Bay uh, from a from a playoff experience uh, tradition level. But, I mean, Cane Bay will have a, a puncher's chance in this one. And then the Goose Creek-Carolina Forest game, I think, is going to be a lot of points. A lot of passing. going to be a lot of points. Um, I don't think either defense is, is great. Um, and the winner will go to Fort Dorchester next week, and then the Lexington Somerville winner will play the Sumter Cane Bay winner. And uh, but again, you talk about Lexington and and uh, Somerville; they're both nine and two. And we've been talking all season about both those teams could win Lower State. So somebody's going home. I mean, there's going to be a really good team not playing after round two. So that's going to be 
a really intense game. I think both teams can run the ball. Somerville may be an edge overall in team speed, but, but Lexington can, can do some things. So I, I think that's going to be a great matchup. I, I think it'll go back and forth. Okay, that's the look at the 5A playoffs. We'll hit the break when we come back. We'll talk about the 4A uh, finals that we have in tonight, Upper and Lower State, and also the games to be played uh, tomorrow as well. We'll get David's take on the uh, games tonight and what to look forward to in the matchups tomorrow. We'll do that uh, on through the uh, playoff brackets tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from some more folks who are out covering games tonight, and we'll try and dial up some coaches as well here and uh, perhaps um, get some reports from these basketball games tonight too. We'll be back after the break. Founders Federal Credit Union knows your life is busy and your money is important. We are proud to offer local personalized services and convenient online services like Founders Online and the Founders app. You'll love being with us as much as we love serving you. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership with Founders. Relax, win with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue, we're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. We'll get to the 4A bracket in a moment, but Kevin Selman, the voice of T.L. Hanna, joining us tonight, <clears throat> joining us tonight, which for him, unfortunately, will be our final visit of the season after T.L. Hanna goes down and goes down hard to Spartanburg, 39-14. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Could you see this coming, or is this a total surprise to you? Well, I, I'm going to be honest, and I hope Coach Tone is not not listening. But I I didn't have a good feel about this game uh, the get go. I'd seen Spartanburg play a couple of uh, weeks ago on against Dorman. The game was, was televised up here in the Upstate, and 
you know, the Yellow Jackets, and, you know, I'm not looking for excuses. We're, we're a 10-2 and two football team, but a real young football team uh, after graduating 42 seniors last year. And this team just exceeded uh, way in, above and beyond the expectations that most folks had in the area up here mm-hmm. for this team to in and two with, a, like I said, a young football team. And we've been winning football games, uh, you know, by the, by, the, by the skin of your chinny-chin-chin, if you will, you know, just finding ways to win. Uh, and, and tonight it just caught up with us as we were running to a buzzsaw. The, the young man that answered the phone, uh, he, he had some fun with me because he was uh, telling me, I, I think he went to Spartanburg, and he said they, uh, they got revenge for him tonight. This was uh, the uh, – This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. All right, welcome back, everybody. The High School Football Scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Good to have you with us here on this Friday night, the second Friday night of the playoffs here in South Carolina. We've got uh, some scores in. We've got a lot more to be played tomorrow. And, of course, some games were played uh, earlier in the week. We've gone over the 5A bracket uh, pretty deeply. And let's uh, get David Shelton back with us here and talk about the – the 4A uh, brackets and the 4A bracket again. It looks like this tonight: uh, Greenville 24, South Point 20, Catawba Ridge 37, North Augusta 14, Westside over Indian Land 39-35, and Northwestern Greenwood play tomorrow in the lower state. West Florence 42, Myrtle Beach 21, South Florence 50, Bluff to nothing. Those games were played Wednesday. Tomorrow, Hartsville, A.C., Flora, Irmo, James Island. So, David, South Point, Greenville, what a year for Greenville. What a talented team they have. It took a talented team to beat South Point. South Point got off to such a great start this year, but kind of fizzled down the stretch. Yeah, they they got they had a middle of, middle of the season where they didn't play very well and lost games to Catawba Ridge and Northwestern. But, you know, they were good. Uh, the Greenville, Greenville's got a lot of talent, and – they're another one of those teams that started slow against a really good schedule. A lot of people asking, what's wrong with Greenville? We thought they were going to be good. And the old sage just sits over here and says, give it time. They'll be back. And here they are. And I, I still say they're good enough to win the upper state. Now, whether or not they do that, I think Catawba Ridge is good enough. I think Northwestern's good enough. Um, Westside may be the least likely of the four in the upper state, but they won. You know, they scored with three seconds left in the game to win that game tonight. Um, that game went back and forth, and they, they got a touchdown with three seconds left to win it. So they're going in with a lot of momentum. That Those those games in the upper state are going to be really good next week. How'd they score? Did you catch the details? They The big running back, uh, Puckett, he – Run it in for Mike a couple of yards. Mm. They were down. They were down. I think three. And I guess it's, I'm trying to remember. Instead of kicking a field goal, they went for the win. And well, either way, they won the game. 
All right. So great win for Greenville. What a revitalized program that has been over the last uh, several years. Of course, it really goes back a few years ago um, because they had some good quarterbacks. They had some good throwers and receivers, and they were putting some points on the board. But this team, this team seems like it's really special with what they've got at receiver, uh, what they've got on the offensive line, the players they are producing now. Now, what about Catawba Ridge? What a job they've done considering they lost a superstar quarterback after last season in Jaden Davis, and, uh, and they continue to win big this year, 37-14 over North Augusta. Um, are they in a situation where they can just roll another quarterback in there after they lose a really highly prized one like they did? Well, I, I think they play really good defense. Um, that that helped them a lot. They played really good defense tonight, and tonight they just made some big plays in the fourth quarter. That game was twenty-one fourteen, and they just reeled off like two or three scores uh, in the fourth quarter. So, what you have over there is a, just a group that believes. Um, you know, they played Northwestern off their tails, uh, lost that game, but uh, they they showed very well. And like I said, I mean, they're good enough to win the upper state. Uh, just about all those teams are. So we'll see what happens. All right. And we've got, uh, again, uh, in the upper state, oh, how about Westside, Indian Land, Westside 39-35. Great battle there. Westside scored late. They were down 35-32, scored late to win it 39-35. Scott Early uh, getting it done. A lot of offense tonight. Um this team surprised you to be moving to the third round? you think they'd make it that far? I thought they had a shot. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I see them getting passed next week, but I thought they had a shot. Um, you know, they like you said, they scored with three seconds to go in the game to win that game tonight. So they were, they were you know, right at the edge. Um, but they're giving up some points, but they're scoring some points. And if they can do that next week and maybe play a little better defense, uh, you may see them playing after Thanksgiving. But it's going to be a tough, tough haul. Like I said, of those four, uh, well, assuming Northwestern wins tomorrow. Now, if if, if they don't win, then it, it's uh, everything's out the door. But but I would say Northwestern, Greenville, Catawba Ridge, Westside in that order. But any one of those four uh, could win the upper state. And so Westside scored with three seconds left, and Greenville scored with three seconds left to win their no. respective games. No, you weren't. You weren't paying attention. Oh, Green, Greenville won. Greenville did not score at the end. They held on at the end. Westside scored at the end with three seconds left. Thank so you got to pay attention. Thank you for correcting me. I'm trying. I know you're getting old, and I know on. your, I know your brain is all over the Gamecocks beating the Tigers finally in something. And I know you just are so excited, but we're talking about high school football, so you got to zone in and focus. I'm zoned, baby. I'm in the zone. <laughs> Lower state. I think you're medicated. The two Florences win West forty-two twenty-one over Myrtle, and South fifty to nothing over Bluffton. Um, so West has got to deal with uh, Hartsville, AC, Flora, probably Flora, and uh, South Florence. Uh, Irmo James Island, but again, the two teams and boy, I tell you what, we thought the regular season game was going to be something, but it turned out to be a route, but if they meet again in the um, lower state finals, that will become the biggest game ever in the city of Florence, but they still have some work to do. 
yeah, be, beating, assuming Flora wins tomorrow night um, against Hartsville. You know, Hartsville's a team that can score some points, but their defense has given up a lot of points. And um, yeah. I think AC Flora is the better team. Um, West Florence beating them will be a tall challenge, but I really like South Florence to beat either James Allen or Irmo next week. Um, I, I, I think, you know, they're number one, they're undefeated. They, you know, they ought to win. I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, um, talking about anything that anybody isn't else isn't thinking. I think South Florence is going to, going to be in the lower state finals and whether it's West Florence or AC floor, or, you know, if Hartsville can pull the upset, we'll see, but I, I just don't see it tomorrow. Okay, we have Chris Daring standing by. He was at the Saluda Gray Collegiate game. What a game that was in the uh, playoffs tonight, in the two-way playoffs, couple of teams with championship pedigrees. This time it's uh, Saluda, the winner over Gray Collegiate 23-16. Chris, welcome in. Give us some details on how Saluda won this one, please. I just like the way David keeps you in line and tells you to get in check with the high school sports. I mean, He's doing a really good job of keeping you in line tonight, Phil. So the leash is the getting point. shorter and shorter. That's all I can say. He's he's cut my leash down. Yes. Okay. Uh, tonight, uh, Saluda, like I say, a big <laughs> win uh, on the road against Great Collegiate. Uh, the, the story of this game has definitely got to be um, the Saluda Salik Mathis. He did a little bit of everything tonight. He played defensive back. He played running back. He played wildcat quarterback. He returned kicks. Um, I think he ended up with 155 yards rushing and 106 yards receiving on the night. So a pretty pretty good effort for him tonight. His um, in the fourth quarter, he he carried the ball every single play. They, they lined up in the wildcat and just gave it to him. And his touchdown with about nine minutes to go proved to be the difference. Uh, and Saluda has knocked off the, the defending class 2A champions. Wow. They gave him the ball every single time and just let him carry the mail for him. Yeah, they just, they just put him in the wildcat. The quarterback got hurt. I saw he was on crutches uh, at the end of the game. Um, but they might have done this anyway because the, the, they weren't throwing the ball particularly well, and they got a pretty big offensive line up front. So, Mathis is he's a north south selection. He's going to be in the in the north south game this year, and you know, really special player. I had not seen him play uh, until tonight, and I I came away really really impressed. He uh, like I said, he never came off the field. Um, Saluda got down nine to nothing. They they fumbled the first two offensive plays of the game. Uh, the first one was in their territory, but Gray could not capitalize and. The second one, it was after a punt down to the one-yard line, and Gray got a, a safety off of it. So it didn't look good early. Uh, like I said, it was nine and nothing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, Mathis scored right before the half uh, and, and to make it nine-eight at the half. And then, you know, just they got down 16-8, to eight, but they never really wavered. Uh, decided to give it probably to the best player on the field tonight and, and got behind him and, and rally for the win. So what are they going to do at quarterback next week, Saluda? Well, like I said, their their starter was on on crutches, but you no. Know, so they they got a little bit of they they changed quarterbacks about mid season. So they went to the to the 
sophomore Drew Arant, and, and he started the night. Uh, the other kid did play a little bit of quarterback, Josh McCrary, but he played he played defensive back as well. So he's an option to move back to quarterback. And the way Mathis ran it tonight, I mean, I, I might just put him back there and let him go with it. Um, they get the winner of tomorrow night's Strong Thurman Keenan game. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how that, that one turns out. I think if Strong Thurman wins, it'll be at Strong Thurman. And it, it's going to be, you know, that'll be a tall task because I think they've won nine in a row at this point. So it's going to be, like David said, next week's going to be a lot of fun all over the state. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Chris, we appreciate it very much, my man. Have yourself a uh, a great night. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have some comments from um, uh, Lamont Paris and Brad Brownell coming up in a few minutes. Scratch that basketball itch. <laughs> Focus on football, Phil. It's football season. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've been doing this for 13 weeks. I'm focused. Thank you, my man. We appreciate right. it very much. Thank you. Uh, Saluda gets the win over um, – over Great Collegiate tonight, 23-16. to We'll go to the break. When we come back, we'll uh, take a look back at the 3A playoffs with David. Got everything done tonight there. All the upper state teams played, only one in the lower state. Then we'll hit that double-A bracket, only two games in double-A tonight. Only uh, one game in uh, 1A tonight. And uh, almost everything is in, in skis. Or just the 1A teams will play their semifinals tomorrow. So we'll hit up all of that. When we come back, right here on the High School Football Scoreboard, brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803 803- 749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at secattle.org. Beef. 
It's What's for Dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Football Scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union all across the state of South Carolina. Founders Federal Credit Union along with the high school football scoreboard. Week two all across the state of South Carolina. Phil Kornblut and David Shelton. And uh, JP, if you'll check the sheet there, I put a coach's number on there for you to to ring up and see if we can um, get on the air with us here in the next couple of minutes. So let's address that. In the meantime, David, let's go to the 3A bracket. That upper state, here's Powdersville, 42-12 over Chester. And then Daniel, 55-17, Woodruff, Clinton, 28-13, BHP. And Chapman, 57, Seneca, uh, 29. So, then um, there's Daniel, that winning streak, edging up towards 40 games now with their win tonight, and they get Powdersville next week. What do you think about those two? Well, that's going to be a really good football game. Um, we've been talking about both those teams all year wondering if powdersville was ready to make that run the upper state is loaded in 3a you know you got got clinton you got powdersville you got daniel who just seems to daniel just jumps on people so quick they get they get ahead so quick everybody they play is playing from behind and they just cruise uh i mean they they were they were up 20 28 nothing or something really fast tonight. Uh, so Powdersville, for them to have a chance, they gotta they gotta stay in the game. They got they can't let Daniel run out to that big lead because Daniel's a finisher, kind of like Dutch Fort. You know, Dutch Fort gets out on you, they're gonna finish you. So, but I think that's gonna be a really good game. I really do. Mm-hmm. And how about Clinton and uh, Chapman on the uh, other side of the bracket? Uh, Clinton over BHP, 28-13. Chapman put 57 on the board tonight against Seneca, 57-29. Yeah, I, you know, they, they played earlier in the year, and, and Clinton won that game comfortably. I think Clinton is is the better team overall. Chapman is definitely playing very well here at the end. Uh, you know, they got to feel like they've got a shot, but uh, Clinton has been really, really good. Um, I, I would pick Clinton to win the game. Um, but I, I just, uh, but I've been doing that all year. I, I've, I've said the top three teams in the upper state were Daniel, Powdersville, and Clinton. And then whoever that fourth team ended up being was going to have a, a tough road, uh, and that's, that's Chapman. But they have won some games here of late, and uh, they were very impressive tonight. They, they put up over 50 on, on a good Seneca team. All right, hang on with the football. I know it's football, high school football, but we did have the big South Carolina Clemson basketball game tonight in Columbia. Pat Daniel was there to cover for us. I want to get to him because he's got to get up and get up to Clemson for the football game tomorrow afternoon. But, uh, Pat, appreciate you getting to us after you finished up your coverage of the game. 60-58 to 58, came down to a, a shot by Chico Carter Jr. in the last uh, second or so to win it for South Carolina, kind of back-and-forth game and uh, tremendous atmosphere it looked like at the uh, Colonial Life Arena. 
It sure was, Phil. And I know earlier tonight on Sports Talk, we kind of, the three of us went back and forth about whether we liked the game being played in November or December. This was only the second time in 20 years that this rivalry game has actually been played in front of the students. It's typically 18 of those years it has taken place over Christmas break after exams are finished and the students are mostly all back home with their families. So this was a much more lively atmosphere than we've seen recently in this game. And I, I couldn't have been happier. It was, it was a spectacular ball game. Both teams it, uh, came out. They were rusty. It is early in the, game, in the season, which is one of the complaints for why the game is. It's only the second game for each team. So they did have a little bit of cobwebs to shake off, but just what a fantastic finish. As you mentioned, uh, Chico Carter had a, a, a basket right at the end. Clemson's Brevin Galloway had just tied the game at 58 with seven seconds remaining as he calmly sunk uh, two free throws. But then without calling a timeout, no real plan in place at there at the moment, Chico Carter raced down the floor, had a little turnaround game winner with eight-tenths of a second left on the clock. The energetic crowd went into a frenzy. But, Phil, we had a couple interesting storylines tonight. First of all, Somewhat stunning return of Clemson star P.J. Hall. He checked into the ball game at the 15-minute mark of the first half, and this came just three days after Clemson head coach Brad Brownell was quoted saying that he still had no timetable for Hall's return, yeah. but that he hoped to get him back at some point later in November. So he was lightly practicing, but for him to come in without having played in nearly a year, well, not a year, but, uh, what, 10 months at this point, he, he looked great. He led the team uh, with 15 points and five rebounds and just about 22 minutes of play. The other storyline, which was also somewhat stunning, was the Gamecocks on the boards. They out-rebounded the Tigers 50-32 to overall and dominated the offensive glass 19-9, to which those stats, if you go back to last year, are nearly an exact reversal from last year's ballgame when the Tigers flexed their muscles on the, on the boards. Uh, most notably, just about the three-minute mark in the game, it was a two-point ball game, and the Gamecocks had a, a possession where they recorded five offensive rebounds. Uh, that was culminated with an and-one from Josh Gray, who was an absolute monster off the bench for the Gamecocks. He came out and had uh, ten rebounds, and I believe it was six points off, off the bench, and, and he was a nice little spark plug for them as well. And, Phil, remember about a month ago at an introductory press conference, Coach, Por Coach Paris told us that he expected his defensive scheme to be the toughest aspect of his system for his team to figure out, saying it's a very complex defense, and he thought that it would be kind of a work in progress, which may have frustrated Gamecock fans because that sounds an awful lot like what Frank Martin said in years past. But after the game, Coach Paris was ecstatic. He was just very proud of the defensive uh, performance from his team, their performance on the glass. Clemson runs a fairly complex offense with a lot of cross screens up at the top of the key. And Paris noted, Coach Paris noted that his guys had not really seen that in live action yet, but they, they did a great job of really kind of shutting that down and forcing Clemson into a lot of contested uh, shots throughout the night, held them to under 40% shooting. And then for South Carolina, Offensively, it was a pair of Columbia natives who led the way for the Gamecocks. First of all, Chico Carter, yes, he went away, but now has transferred back. This is his second year for the Gamecocks. He played at Cardinal Newman. 
he not only had that game winner, but he also had 16 points on six of nine shooting, four of six from three. And then heralded freshman Gigi Jackson of Ridgeview finished the night with 12 points and eight rebounds. Coach Paris mentioned after the game that he looks to have a bit more consistency from Gigi. But at times when he's on, he is on. Nobody can stop him. And it's certainly to be expected for somebody right out of high school to maybe still be feeling it out throughout the game. What a ball game. Yeah, and you're right. <clears throat> the setting turned out to be uh, tremendous. I don't know what the uh, attendance turned out to be. Did you catch a figure on the attendance? I'm hesitant to give you a number because the different Actually, numbers that I heard I, were so different. I just found it. <clears throat> I just found okay. it. 13,380, <clears throat> the official listed attendance, 13,380. That's pretty doggone good. Pretty doggone good. The lower bowl was very full. The upper, the upper bowl had a number of people up there. But what really stood out was was the student section. They were very loud. They were uh, they were screaming. They were waving their towels. It was a very raucous atmosphere at the CLA. Yeah, and I'm, I imagine <clears throat> Clemson, perhaps hosting next year, will want to do the same thing: play it when their students are in and not away on uh, Thanksgiving or or Christmas break. Pat, great job, great report. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game up at Clemson tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you sometime tomorrow. We appreciate it. Sounds great, Phil. Pat Daniel, story on the uh, USC win over Clemson tonight over the Colonial Life Arena, 13,000-plus. Wow. That's kind of eye-opening if you ask me. Got to hit a break. We'll come back with more of the high school school board in just a moment. Thanks again to Pat Daniel for that fantastic basketball update. David, did you enjoy that basketball update here on the high school football scoreboard? I'm sorry, did y'all do it? <laughs> you love basketball, man. You're a basketball. I, I, took, a little, I took a little nap. <laughs> okay. We got more folks standing by to give us reports. I love, I, love basketball. I love basketball when it's actually basketball season. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is South Carolina Clemson. They did play tonight. You know, we want to give them, want to give them their due. So I'm a little Alex surprised Smith, at that attendance number. I was too. Surprised. Thirteen thousand. I, I watched plus. that. I yeah. watched that, and I thought I was guessing eight to ten. Um, but I guess you know there were. I couldn't see the upper deck a lot, but I knew the lower yeah. bowl was pretty full. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know if that just includes season ticket sales and then walk up or whatever, but that's the published yeah. number for tonight. So that's yeah. it's impressive for the men's basketball team. Okay, we got some guys standing by, and uh, and Lou, you stand by too because um, we've got uh, we've got Alex Smith. Uh, is Alex up first? Alex Smith with Dutch Fork and um, story on the Dutch Fork game. Dutch Fork and Dorman, but we'll get to you too, Lou. So hang in there. Um. So, okay, let's let's go to Alex. I've already mentioned Alex. So, Garrett, you hang on. We'll get back to you in a second. Alex, welcome in, sir, and uh, give us your take on that that game tonight um, with Dutch Fork taking down Dorman.
Okay. Is this Alex or Garrett or Lou? Hello? Who is this? This is Alex. Good. That's who we want. Alex, <laughs> go right ahead, sir. All right. You're so, on the air. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dorman obviously had a tough test in front of him tonight, taking on Dutch Fork on the road. Uh, it was a tight game early, but uh, Dutch Fork running back Jarvis Green had a couple of really big runs in the first quarter. Dutch Fork got a lead. Uh, kind of never looked back. Dorman made it close in quarter number three. Uh, but then, uh, you know, Dutch Fort Green again busted off a 70-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to put this thing away. The Cavaliers just kind of dug themselves a hole tonight they could never really dig out of. Uh, and Jarvis Green is just amazing. You know, over 300 yards from scrimmage, uh, and he made the big runs, especially on third down when he needed them. Uh, and this Dutch Fort team, uh, a credit to their defense as well. The Cavaliers came in averaging near 40 points a game. Uh, and managed just 229 yards of total offense tonight, did Dorman. So uh, with Dutch Fork's defense and, and their big-time running back, uh, there was very little the Cavaliers could do tonight against the Silver Foxes. But that's all we hear. Jarvis Green, Jarvis Green, Jarvis Green. Man, somebody in the state needs to wake up, huh? Well, it, nobody's tackled him through 12 games. Good, good luck to the Spartanburg Vikings who are next. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for the report. Great job all season long. Really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much, Phil. Thank you, Alex. Okay, that's Alex Smith on uh, Dutch Fork and uh, Dorman. So now we go to um, now we go to Garrett. We have Garrett Mitchell with a story on the Woodruff Daniel game tonight. Daniel continues to blow people away, and they took care of Woodruff tonight. It was big, 55-17. to 17. Garrett, welcome in. And, uh, boy, you just got to sing the praises of Daniel. They just keep beating people, extending that winning streak. Right, Phil, you really do. Uh, Daniel, they're a tremendous football team, and their quick strike capability really I think is probably what you see them as what stands out. Uh, I think Daniel had 21 points on the board and had ran maybe five or six offensive plays in the first quarter. But uh, and I tell you what, there, there's really not too many positive things you take away from 55 to 17. Um, but I can say this for the Wolverines: uh, they moved the ball very well offensively for most of the night. Uh, I was actually sitting here while I was on hold, uh, waiting to come on, adding up uh, my notes and stats from tonight. And through the first half, Woodruff actually had 253 yards of offense in the first half. Uh, the problem was just getting down into the red zone. A couple of costly miscues inside the. 10 and 15 yard line uh, just uh, resulted in some empty drives. So I, I think Woodruff could probably come away saying, you know, they gave it their best shot tonight. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you've got the Daniel Lions who have won two consecutive 3A state titles. Tonight was their 36th win in a row. And frankly, there's a reason why they put those numbers up. And there's a reason why they won as many games in a, in a row as they have. They're a very talented team, athletic, fundamentally sound, and they do what they have to do to win. So, um, you know, I think you hold your heads high because, you know, get in line. There's been a lot of other teams, you, you know, go into Central South Carolina and suffer the same thing. Yeah, no question about it. 36 in a row, and they show no signs of letting up. Um, what do you think Powdersville's got waiting for him next week in Daniel? Man, so I'll tell you what, I don't even want to speculate on how that game may turn out. It's safe to say I think it's going to be an outstanding contest because when you look at these two teams, uh, 
in a lot of ways, they're really mirror images of one another. Uh, Daniel, I think, is uh, probably more pass-heavy offensively. Powdersville, of course, has a very talented running back. I think they keep it on the ground a little bit more. But they still will probably look to throw it 30 times or so over the course of a ball game. And so you've got two teams that both average uh, right at or just a little bit over 50 points per game. And two teams that have, when you look at the numbers, are pretty stingy defensively. And so this is really, to me, is a game that's too close to call. If you were asking me to rank my top two 3A teams, I would certainly have Daniel in that number one spot. And I would honestly be very hard-pressed to not have Powdersville at number two. So I don't get a vote, but if I did, that's probably how I would line it up. And these are just two outstanding teams, and uh, I might even say uh, it could be the statewide game of the week next Friday. Well, we're looking forward to it. And uh, if you get to a game next week, let us know. Call us up. Otherwise, enjoy your offseason, and we'll talk to you next year if we don't hear from you again this year. Right. Uh, that sounds good, Phil. I tell you, I'm not sure that I'll make it to a game next Friday uh, because I, I have a role uh, at Woodruff with our basketball teams. I'm beginning my 23rd season as the statistician for our basketball teams. And both of our girls and boys are playing in some preseason uh, Thanksgiving tip-off tournaments. And so we're getting the basketball season underway on Thursday and Friday night, so I very well could be tied up doing that. And I'm not sure I'll make it to a game, but I uh, know a lot of people will. So uh, for everybody that uh, has a game to go to next Friday, uh, best of luck to your teams and uh, looking forward to next season already. Thank you, my man. We appreciate you very much. Have a great uh, basketball season. Talk to you soon. That sounds good, Phil, and you have a good one. Thank you. All right, Garrett Mitchell on uh, Daniel Woodruff. Let's bring in Lou Bazjack. From the state newspaper, GoGamecocks.com, thestate.com. And uh, Lou was also at the Dutch Fork game tonight, Dutch Fork and Dorman. So, uh, Lou, uh, give us your take on what you saw from Dutch Fork. Um, I'm sure they're a little bit surprised, maybe, maybe not, that they'll be meeting Spartanburg next week and not Hannah. But is this a, a Dutch Fork team that's starting to hit its stride now? I think they are offensively. Um, they uh, – Came out strong, scored on the first two possessions, and then uh, they were actually up 28-6 to in early in the third quarter, but uh, Dorman did a great job coming back. Uh, they got a heck of an athlete, at quarterback in D.J. Porter. We know about their offensive lineman. He scored, and then they intercepted a pass, and it got to 28-18, and then they forced another punt for a Dutch Fork, but they couldn't do anything. So Dutch Fork gets the ball back, and then Jarvis Green busts a 69-yard touchdown run and uh, put, put the game away, and uh, he finished with uh, 246 yards rushing, uh, three touchdowns, also had about 60 yards receiving. And uh, um, <laughs> his coach, Tom Knotts, uh, went on a little rant for him uh, after there, uh, wondering why uh, Dabo and Shane Beamer have not yet offered. Uh, he compared it a little bit to the Jalen Hyatt thing a few years ago when neither offered uh, Hyatt, now he's a standout at uh, Tennessee. Yeah, and Clemson's looking for another running back, but they're looking at some guys outside the state, and this guy's just running up big numbers. Of course, you know, in today's world of college football, Lou, you know, you go to James Madison, you post some big numbers uh, a year or two, and you transfer to a Clemson or a South Carolina or, or wherever. It could be, and I talked to Jarvis after, and uh, he said Clemson's still looking on them. They, they're waiting on a couple, like he said, a couple decisions and see what happens with those two out-of-state guys. He is going to take an official visit to Appalachian State next week. Um, I know they're real. Justin Watson 
Appalachian State are really, really recruiting him hard as well, trying to get him to flip. And we know that program's uh, going pretty well. So it'll be an interesting month for him, uh, not only playing playing deep in the playoffs. Uh, he's a Mr. Football finalist and uh, Shrine Bowl. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with his recruiting these next uh, few weeks. All right. So what about the matchup with Spartanburg next week? How do you see it? Well, they played uh, August 26th, second game of the year. Um, Liam Appler, he, uh, the quarterback, he got hurt that game. So Dutch Fork had to mainly go with a wildcat with Jarvis Green and Landon Danley. I think Green had almost 300 yards rushing in the game. But uh, Spartanburg came back, took the lead. But uh, Dutch Fork hit a field goal as time expired uh, to win 27-25. So I know Dutch Fork's offense is a lot better than it was then. And same with their defense. We know Spartanburg, though, they can throw it with uh, Raheem Jeter. And I think it has a chance to be a really good game. Uh, Dutch Fork will be hosting it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Next week should be one of of the better games in the state next week. I agree. And you got a busy day tomorrow. Um, Which game or games are you going to get to tomorrow? I'm going to hit two. I'll hit Benedict at 2 o'clock as the Tigers look to win their first SIAC championship and finish off an unbeaten season and maybe get a bye going in the Division Two playoffs and then hit Flora in Hartsville tomorrow night. Wow. That's the man. We appreciate you very much. Thank you for being with us. Everybody can read your stuff in the state. Subscribe to the state, the state and the state.com, and online follow Lou at Lou Bayesjack. Um, is it simply LouBaysJack.com? No, it's uh, Lou at the State on Twitter. And, yeah. Lou at the and State. And State.com. Yeah, at www.thestate.com. That's right. I combine the two. Gotcha. You have <laughs> yourself a great night, a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week from one of the games. All right, Phil. Thanks. Thank you very much. Okay. Nice run of reports there from the guys. So let's hit the break, and we'll come back and uh, – Uh, Give you the final uh, scores tonight. Also, a couple of minutes from USC basketball coach Lamont Paris as he talks about the win over Clemson tonight. And uh, final thoughts from David on tonight's action and looking ahead to um, the third round next week. Things were interesting tonight. There's no question about it. Things got interesting tonight. They get even more interesting come next week for sure. And we'll be back after this break. collegiate debit cards get your university of south carolina and clemson university debit cards at any founder's office or by calling 1-800-845-1614 plus our debit cards are digital wallet ready so you can pay however you please not a member visit relaxjoinfounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership terms and conditions apply founders federal credit union is federally insured by ncua In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. 
When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games set from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Okay, final minutes of the high school football scoreboard on this Friday night. Round two of the high school football playoffs. Let's see. We did the 3A. We go to the 2A. Abbeville beat Newberry 49-7. Saluda over Gray Collegiate 23-16. Everything else is tomorrow. Um, how about Saluda knocking off Gray tonight, uh, David, and the way Abbeville handled Newberry? No big surprise there the way they did it. No, no. Uh, Saluda's win was the big win, especially with their quarterback hurt. Uh, we heard Chris Deering's report, but Abbeville was really strong last night. They jumped all over Newberry, and, uh, you know, they did what most people expected. Uh, it's not a big surprise these two teams are in the Final Four. Uh, we'll just have to see how the rest of the 2A bracket shakes out. You expecting any funny stuff tomorrow in the games, the six games will be played tomorrow? Mm, no, I don't think so. I, I think the the favorites uh, should win. I, I don't I don't see anything that I don't see any major upsets tomorrow night. All right, in the one A playoffs, the only game was in overtime. St. Joseph's beat Southside Christian twenty nine twenty eight. Everything else is tomorrow, Upper State and Lower State. And uh, obviously this game was in overtime, so it obviously was close the whole way. What about St. Joseph's knocking off Southside Christian, which were they the defending 1A champions? Yeah, they had won, what, two or three in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was a, that's a good win for St. Joe's. I, I, I still think Christchurch might be the best team in the upper state. Uh, but I tell you what, that lower state bracket is really going to be fun to watch how this shakes out tomorrow night. Yeah, which game in particular are you looking for? Well, I think all of them are going to be good. I uh, I think uh, Johnsonville, Bamberg, uh, Lamar Baptist Hill, Cross Lakeview, that's going to be a really good game. And I, How come I can't remember who Estel plays? Carver's Bay Estel. Okay. Now you're yeah. getting old. I, I you're think, getting old, David. You're just getting old. Yeah. Well, you know, I got that, that Clemson-Carolina basketball game all on my brain right now. 
I'm I'm waiting for Lamont Paris's quote. Man, I can't wait. Stand by. Stand by. All right, Skiza, one more time. 4A, Lawrence Manning, 28, Trinity Collegiate, 27, Hammond, 45, Porter Goud, nothing. Should they just hand the trophy to Hammond now, you think? Just go ahead and give it to him. Yeah, I think they'll be favored. Yeah, I think they'll beat Lawrence Manning. Yeah, PD Academy, 42, Pinewood Prep, 27, and 3A. Uh, Florence Christian, 19, Wilson Hall, 17, and 2A, Williamsburg, 38, Bethesda, 8, and Colleton Prep, 23, Buford Academy, 20. The 1As are tomorrow, St. John's, Lee Academy, Calhoun Academy, and Thomas Hayward. And 8-man, Holly Hill, 72, Richard Wynn, 14, W.W. King, 22, Faith Christian, 18. Yeah, here's a couple of minutes with USC coach Lamont Paris from a little earlier tonight after in his first meeting with Clemson. His Gamecocks got the last-second shot and they beat the Tigers in Columbia. Here's a couple of minutes of what he had to say about it afterwards. I'm not easily shocked normally uh, from our players, but they got me in the locker room today with, uh, with a little Dasani shower. So, um, But it was okay. It was a little warm in there tonight anyway, so I needed it. But uh, what a great game. College basketball is here officially, right? Um, what an atmosphere. What a game. You got two in-state schools uh, going at it, and uh, you know, here's a spoiler alert. I'm, people aren't going to like to hear this. I've known Brad Brownell for a long time, and uh, he's a good man. He's a good coach, also, but uh, he's a really good man. And uh, it was funny when I got the job. He called me immediately and told me, he said, "Hey, you know, we're not allowed to be friends anymore." So, um, but uh, you know, it makes it it makes it tough and but fun and exciting at the same time to compete with a, with somebody that you know. But he's a really good coach. Um, he had them ready, obviously. Uh, I think they had they did a foreign tour this tour this summer, and <clears throat> so you could see they were they were clicking on all cylinders and, at, at times defensively. And so, but anyway, fun college basketball game. Really excited for our guys uh, and for them to get to play a game like that, rivalry game and then uh, go out and enjoy and hang out and have the whole community uh, be in a good mood because of what they did tonight. So uh, how cool is that for them? Um, and so I'm just glad to be a small part of it. I didn't do much. I, I did a lot of cheering and talking to the officials, but I, didn't, I still finished with zero points. Okay. Questions for Coach? Let's go to John on the left, and then what, what did you see on the last possession that resulted in Chico's shot? Is that, is that what you wanted to see? And how much have y'all been able to, to rehearse those kind of late game deals? Yeah, the ball, the ball went inside the rim and hit all of the net. That's exactly what I wanted to see. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we were in the timeout before we had talked. They were making some changes. We tried to make a substitution, which ended up being a little too late, so we had to go back with our other uh, lineup in there. But... Uh, uh, we were we were set on getting a stop, and that's what a lot of the talk was about. What we wanted to do. Hall's a heck of a player, obviously, to be out with an injury as long as he was, and then come back and lead him in points tonight, um, and looked like he had been playing for months. Um, but so we were really locked in on what we were going to do. If if we didn't want to give up a three, it's a two point game, right? Like I don't want to give up anything. But certainly we had to play it in a way that we were not likely to give up a three because uh, you don't want to 
lose the game in, in that situation. So they got the two. We had whatever it was, 7.8 or I don't know. Somebody here probably knows exactly what was on the clock. But enough time to get it and play freely. I like oftentimes to play freely uh, in those situations. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll call a timeout. But I like, I like broken floors. I like when you have decision makers and you have multiple guys that can do things and you have unselfish guys, I like broken floor often. And uh, Chico got the ball. Uh, he was closest to it. I didn't even see whether they took Michi away or not, but Chico got the ball. He advanced it with pace. And because of where we were on the floor and, and we had some skilled guys out there on the floor, guys hugged. And so rather than settle for something, Chico took it upon himself. He made a physical play. He got inside the paint and got to a point where he could make a shot. You know, you get that close to the basket, you can make shots even off balance or contested shots. You can't do those from the three-point line. So it was good to see him put his head down, uh, embrace a little contact, and just get in there and try to make a play. And he got a, he got a good shot off, a shot that obviously he can make, and it went in. So um, it was a great individual play by him, but it was a good job of the rest of our guys spacing to places where they, they made the defense uh, uh, spread to where he was playing one-on-one, essentially. Okay, that's Lamont Paris after the Gamecocks win tonight. Tough loss for Brad Brownell and the Tigers. Great win for the Gamecocks, but you know what? It's November basketball. It'll be forgotten in a couple of weeks. If you win more games or you start to lose some games, it'll all be forgotten about. But for now, a good moment for the first-year Gamecock head coach. Okay, David, a couple of minutes left. One team, one cause. You had your basket. You love basketball. You just put on a basketball event for one team, one cause. Um, I did. Uh, we had uh, six, seven games on Tuesday and six games on Wednesday. Uh, very well received. I got a lot of information out to some kids. Uh, talked to some parents uh, who, you know, it was really good because they were asking me, what one team one cause was so it gave me an opportunity to speak with them and tell them what i was doing and it was very well received and uh, i think i'm going to get a lot of speaking engagements out of it which is what we were trying to do is just create awareness um, and use the basketball as a venue as a as a way to get people in the gym it was it was well attended i i, I didn't get any negative comments you know um I, I felt like it went very well, and we've already got plans for next year. Going to do something bigger. Uh, Going to probably do a weekend thing and and do real games, uh, like have preseason tournament. But uh, but it was well received, and I was very happy. Well, we thank you for your contributions tonight, and they were fantastic. You uh, rest up. We'll get ready for next week. Round three should be a lot of fun. Thank you, David. Have a great weekend. Okay, man. No problem. Thank you, J.P. Barry. Great job back at our studios in Columbia. We appreciate you. Thanks to everybody that called in, and thanks to all of you who joined us tonight. Have a great weekend. Wow. Yeah, Sound. I mean, 39-14, that's pretty solid. What's coming back for Hannah? You got you got a good uh, foundation to build on for next year? A, a big foundation coming back. Most of all of our defensive back, um, we do lose our quarterback. He was a one-year starter. Um, and, you know, the, the wing T uh, phone booth football that Hannah runs and, you know, all the systems, all the grades and uh, uh, the middle school JV, they all run the same system. I think most, most school districts do that now. The little league teams here in town do that. And all of the, the C team, the JV teams for Hannah all went undefeated. So 
a lot of experience uh, going to be coming up on the team for a team that's got a lot coming back next year. Offensively, got a lot of guys coming back too. Um, but so it's a it's a bright future for the Yellow Jackets. And uh, and honestly, uh, you know, if you'd have told most folks around here that the Jackets would go ten and two this year, I think everybody would have signed up for that. Um, but you hate to lose. Uh, but at some point in time, you knew it was going to come to an end. And tonight, unfortunately, was that night. Well, they've built a great program. That's the thing. Year in and year out, they're right there now. And you can expect more of the same next year. And then we'll expect you to call us every Friday night again next season. And we really appreciate it. We'll do that. You know, as I was listening and before I come on, you were talking about the region that has Spartanburg, Gaffney, Dorman, and Burns and that, and that wonderful region up there. And the thing about that is is that we, we play those teams that seem like every year now in the playoffs and had a lot of success with them against those teams. So I feel like kind of belong. I feel like we've been there now for, I don't know, seven or eight years and uh, playing with those guys in the playoffs. So definitely uh, looking forward to next year and uh, being back in the conversation again. So I appreciate you having me on this year and uh, look forward to doing it again next year, Phil. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Clemson game tomorrow. Yes, sir. Maybe I'll see you there. Nope, I'm down here in Florida. You'll see me in a couple of weeks, though. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good time down in Gainesville. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, Kevin Selman, story on uh, T.L. Hannah, Spartanburg, David. So uh, the Vikings move on, but Hannah will be back, right? Like he said, they've got a great foundation, a lot of returning starters, got to find a new quarterback, but They've established themselves as an annual contender now, and some years you make it deep, and some years the the, the travel is cut short. Yeah, I mean they're going to be they're going to be always in that in that final eight in the in the in the five A ranks. Um, you know, like you said, some years you get the right matchup, you get the get the breaks, and some years you don't. And I just don't think this was a good matchup for them tonight. I I, I think they I thought going in they. Just like he said, you know, they won some games late and kind of crazy, and I just didn't think that was going to happen tonight. Mark Hodge, I mean, he's a fabulous football coach, and uh, he obviously, he and his defensive staff, they dialed up a heck of a plan for that uh, phone booth offense. Um, and, and now they've got to do the same thing, but with a, a different style of offense in Dutch Fork. That's a completely different animal offensively where you go from a – a run-heavy team to a team full of gazelles and athletes and a big-arm quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a different, it'll be a different preparation for sure. But Mark Hodge, Mark Hodge is a defensive guy. I mean, he'll figure something out. It just comes down to execution. They'll have a plan. Um, you just got to execute it. And, and tackling Jarvis Green is part of that plan. And not a lot of people tackle the guy. No, he's really, really good. Hard to believe he's going to leave the state and go play for James Madison at this point. Neither South Carolina yeah, nor saw, would turn up the interest. I just saw uh, uh, on Twitter uh, Tom Knotts was getting interviewed, and the clip was uh, he said, I don't I don't know why Dabo and Beamer aren't knocking this kid's door down. And I, I replied to the tweet, to me, I've always compared him to Travis Etienne. Uh, could catch the ball out of the backfield, has good speed, can run inside. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why they didn't re- recruit him. Either, either school. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a really good player in college. 
All right, we got to hit the break, David. We'll pick back up on that and the rest of the scoreboard when we come back. 